Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Lost, season six, uh, episode five. We are nearing the end, but not quite, because we're still in the early. We're still at the temple. So. Uh, when we <laughs> leave the temple, we're nearing the end. Uh, but we are back for our last coverage of the final season. Uh, this is episode five, entitled. Lighthouse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's some great episode titles in Lost. They couldn't have come up with anything. Oh, there's a lighthouse in this one. Uh, it's we'll, we'll it Squirrel Baby. You could have called it Inhaler. Um, <laughs> Jack has bangs in an old photo. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is written by Carlton Cuse, Damon Lindelof. Directed by Bender. This... <laughs> um, wow, they had an off week. <laughs> it, it, it says it's uh, day six or seven. I guess they've restarted the days since this season started. Um, this is Jack, uh, our last full solo Jack one, but not like the last final, final Jack one, but the last proper Jack one. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of issues with this episode. You're not going to be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joining well, you this week. I was sure you were going to buy it, but as soon as I oh. was thinking, oh, that's wrong, that's wrong, I'm like, well, he's going to buy it. No, no, not this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... Uh, I remember seeing this the first time, and I do think it's gone down, um, but it was never high to begin with. But holy moly, there are some issues with this episode. Um, but I, I do like that. Uh, I'm just reading the synopsis of it, and it says, I love this. Hurley must convince Jack to accompany him on an unspecified mission. Yeah, that's fine. And Jin stumbles across an old friend. <laughs> oh, that's, that, that's putting it mild. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> yeah um i mean we can just jump into it i don't really have much else to say other than i had some issues that we will unpack here well i'll, I'll say that my name is ben and oh, yeah. i'm a big fan of temples and history and indiana jones stuff just keep up traditions on the oz network but hey you don't have to it's all good if they don't know who we are by season six, episode five, then they are not Oz Network. Mate. This is like episode 1100 of the Oz Network, Noah, but we're still keeping up with traditions, all right? This is a traditional show, all right? We've got to be racist and sexist and have no listeners. Come on. 
then my name is Noren. You should already know that by now. Um, <laughs> you know my name, Chris Cornell. Okay. Unless you're just an avid fan of lighthouses and oh finally they've done a podcast on lighthouses no no one's really angry this week he's just like fuck what we usually do you know our names like get on with this damn episode (laughs) sorry but if this is the one you're tuning into for the first time what's wrong with you go back you have to go back yeah look i'll say i um i I get why you might think i would buy an episode like this because i generally have stupid opinions but I was bored in this episode. I don't think I've ever been as bored in any episode of Lost until this one. Like, I just, nothing happens. Even, like, I like Claire. Like, I was kind of like, yay, Claire's back. It's kind of interesting. But <laughs> even the whole Claire stuff, it just, it's so repetitive. It's just like, ah, oh, where's Aaron? It's like, Claire, she, he's with Kate. Ah, oh, where's Aaron? <laughs> like, it's just shut up. And I'm sorry. Like, I, I like the flash sideways. I The best thing about the episode. But, like, Jack's son's boring and like, oh, Jack's son plays piano and slightly resembles him and doesn't know which baseball team he goes for. We'll get to that. Um, Yeah, like I'm generally a Matthew Fox guy and I'm on board with the stuff, but Jack's like, I'd almost rather watch, oh, no, I wouldn't rather watch Jack get tattoos. Like that's the worst episode. (laughs) But like it's it's just boring. Like nothing happens. I have to say as well, uh, big Daniel Day Kim fan, Phoning it in a bit this week as well. <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> Maybe he just needed to calm it down to offset the Emily de Rabin Richter scale that's happening this week. <laughs> I was going to say he doesn't. It's, it's like you know, if you're op- if you're acting opposite like Meryl Streep, you're you're on like a fifty, right? Whereas if you're ap- acting opposite Emily de Rabin, you're only on like a two. So I mean, I, I, you like, know, I like to think that Jack Benderpool, Daniel Sides. This week, Emily's going to go a bit crazy, so we just need you to just play it completely straight, Daniel. <laughs> uh, don't don't do anything special. Don't be so good, Daniel. Like, Emily's doing the best she can, so, like, you need to just <laughs> dial it to an Emily level, okay? And then we'll be fine. Uh, so, you mentioned Matthew Fox. I just, uh, at the time of recording, there's no last night Matthew Fox, uh, Matthew Fox watch, except for something about Norway is going to get last light or something. So that's good. Um, oh. but, well, but by the time you listen Norway. to this, uh, by the time this airs, it's probably already come on and we cannot say that, uh, it was the best show ever. But, um, but there are, there are some insightful Matthew Fox quotes, uh, Ooh. number fan? 20, my number 26, uh, I think there's a hidden darkness in all of us. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, you agree. smash mirrors. Uh, yeah. Uh, the system is not working. That is how a paradigm shift begins. The established way of seeing the world no longer functions. Oh, very insightful, Matt Fox. Uh, and the last one, I'm not saying I want to film career because I'm too good for television. I'm simply saying I want more control over my life. Did not age well. Probably also <laughs> the only actual quote on this list that is from Matthew Fox. So clearly, clearly a very old Matthew Fox quote talking about a film career there, <laughs> which just went went through the roof. Jesus, he's Hollywood's number one star these days. Just he predicted that well. Well, it's funny that we bring up the film career because it's. It is kind of a really sad thing watching this episode, knowing that Jack Shepard's son in this episode actually went on out of all the actors in Lost to probably have top three best post-Lost careers out of this 
kid who's no longer a kid is my age is basically a movie star uh really and had led his own tv show and has appeared in a lot of tv shows uh so that's sad that this kid has had better careers than terry o'queen than daniel day kim than oh uh, Wow. Okay. I've seen the Goosebumps movie, and at the time of recording this, he's in Scream, which, cool. And the Disaster Artist, oh, well, he's in a deleted scene, but wow, that's Doesn't very that sad. Doesn't that depress you? Doesn't that very- depress you? This kid's like, he's just got like one of those faces that you kind of want to punch. Um, he's had a better post-loss career than Michael Emerson has had. I actually, um, I was saying to you off air that I just caught up on all the uh, Marvel Disney Plus shows. So on um, the What If, the animated one, Evangeline Lilly makes an appearance in one of them. And i got to say, Evangeline, pretty good at her voice acting. So um, believable. What, what, if, what if she wore a mask? Yeah, well, well she was. She was She was Hope What's-Her-Face again. She she turned into a zombie and had to kill her. So that was nice. Um, but that's what she, she literally filmed that thinking that's what's going to happen with COVID, why she doesn't wear a mask. So, yeah. Uh, so let's get into the flash sideways. And look, I'll, I'm not saying I'm with you, but I'm willing to say that I'm at least somewhat on board with the idea that the flash sideways are somewhat interesting when they're in LAX, even Kate and Claire. Uh, it was fun to see old gummy wheelchair Joe with Helen. This does not land at all in any way, mm. shape, or form. Jack of the Sun, boo-hoo, emo Jack. We've already got emo on Island Jack. Can't we have, like, like Hurley's the luckiest man alive. Can't we have the fun doctor or, like... <laughs> Patch <laughs> Adams style. <laughs> Turned into a clown. <laughs> in, the, in the flash side was he works in the... He's a clown doctor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Gesundheit Institute. He's working with Robin Williams. If we can't laugh together, we're going to die alone. <laughs> honk, honk. honk, honk. <laughs> uh, look, I, uh, suddenly this is making Kate and Claire on the lamb. That's kind of suddenly making this interesting. Like this, I, I can remember vividly watching this and thinking, like, what? No, like, this is what I'm saying. The flash sideways. I wanted them to just stick with what the what if. You said you watched the what if. Hmm. I wanted the what if. I don't want the story as a cop and Jack's the a daddy. Like give us give us what would have happened. Don't give us this weird alternate thing. Yes, sorry, I thought you were going on with it. Um, I'm like again, as I keep saying, like I I don't disagree with you when you say that, but I I think I just get transported into watching this live and just being so intrigued. And as I keep saying about chronologically lost, it I think it adds to it. It makes it so much better when you watch this all together. And so like I'm I I will defend it on that level because I still find it entertaining. And I I'm with you. I think this is a terrible one, but I still probably think this is the most interesting thing of the entire episode because it's kind of like it. And that's saying something because it's not interesting. Like it's. I remember watching this going like, oh, Jack's a dad. Okay. Um, and I kind of like that sort of parallel, you know, like he didn't have a good relationship with his father and clearly this son hates him and, you know, trying to work it out. So, like, it, daddy issues and lost, great. And we get the return of his mum, uh, you know, the TV's mum, whatever her name is, of course, Taylor's mum and Third Watch <laughs> as well. So she's always a mum on uh, every show. I she comes back in this, to be honest, because she's so unmemorable. 
She hasn't been in it for a while, has she? No, she's only in like three episodes total or something like that. I just I just always forget that yeah she's um our third watch coverage she plays the um the mother of Taylor on on that show as well so and she she doesn't age like she looks good in both of them so but um yeah like it's just and I don't, like we talk about Daniel Day Kim toning it down because of Emily DeRaven and great this kid's gone on to you know cool he's in the new Scream movie what what even is his name Dylan Minnette he's apparently a singer as well so okay um but like he's just so bland and it kind of like we always talk about Matthew Fox even like bad episodes Matthew Fox never really phones it in but I, I kind of feel Matthew Fox phones it in with his kid like he just yeah in the sideways he phones it in it's just like I, I just I don't know if it's his kid that just again it's just literally we've got good actors working alongside bad actors so let's just be shit um but it's just it's uninteresting. And this kid is like, oh, play piano. We know you're late again, Dad. And, oh, we get it. Dad's late. Oh, what a good old classic original story that we've never seen in any <laughs> TV shows or movies here. I mean, even shirtless, Daddy yeah, even shirt, shirtless, sexy Matthew Fox here is not doing it for me. Like, I mean, I you know. Say, has Matthew Fox been working out between season five and season six? He was, that was a, Got a bit of a rig. Yeah, got a bit of a rig. Well, we've never seen shirtless Matthew. Maybe that's we've never seen him shirtless. Maybe I don't know. Like, like I, like I'm not hosting this, but I'm just saying if this was me, I'd be done talking about this flash sideways. Cool, we can't play the piano. Great. So my bit. See, this is the thing. It goes into show the Ben Waterworth sports angle. Uh, the contradictory methods here when, like, Jack's like, oh, I've hooked the cable up so you can watch the Red Sox game. And he's like, thanks, Dad. Yet next minute when we're looking at that fucking Polaroid photos of them in a photo booth, he's wearing an L.A. Dodgers cap. It's like, make your mind up. <laughs> Who do you go for? <laughs> but anyway. Wagon. Exactly. Probably is. But, um... Ugh, and and it, I mean, it's, it's a weird kind of concept to get your head around that this kid doesn't exist. That's a bit of a weird one. Yeah, and like, and that's that's where like I feel like I'm gonna contradict myself by saying this because I enjoy this and that. But like, wh- why? Wh- what is the deal with this kid? Who is he? Like, why? Like, why does Jack in the afterlife imagine his life with random kid? Like, if I'm thinking of like, if I'm in an afterlife and I'm imagining that I've had a child, I want my kid to be cool and like <laughs> fun and entertaining, not. Boring, bland emo kid who's always wearing his headphones, doesn't know which baseball team to go for, and plays a piano. No disrespect to people who play the piano. I play the piano. I learned the piano for a bit, so I can play some piano. But outside of that, I'm shit. So, <laughs> you know? This is where the it kind of, the flash sideways is so messy because it kind of messes with Kate because I get Jack, Jack had a bad relationship with his father, and this is kind of his way of moving on by being mm. a good dad and... And I guess moving on, Sawyer was a con man, so he's going to be a cop. He's like the officer. I kind of get that. That's his way of moving on. What does Kane get? Why is Kane still on the run and nothing changes for her? Is that her way of moving on, like getting away from the She's always a criminal. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Kane gets a bit robbed, doesn't she? Well, she doesn't wear a mask. She deserves it. And why is Gummy Joe still in a wheelchair? It's, like, <laughs> it's so messy. Like, Hurley gets to be the luckiest man alive. Kate's still on the run. Jack gets to do, be the daddy. And uh, Locke's still in a wheelchair. It doesn't make any sense. But anyway, yeah. uh, 
we, we say he's so bland, and isn't it a sad thought that this kid gets to be in the finale of Lost? Oh, Freaking Mr. Echo doesn't even get to be in Nardi the finale. doesn't. Uh... Yeah. And this kid is in like a sizable portion of the finale. Uh... Wait, I will, can I just say one thing? The, the only positive I'll say about this kid, they've casted him well for looks. I believe I say that. he looks like Matthew Fox's. He son. does. He does. Like there is a strong resemblance between these two. So that casting, like if they, if the only reason why this kid is so shit because he wasn't a good actor at the time and he's so so now from what I've seen him in, like if the pure <laughs> basis was on, let's hire him for the looks. You've done a good job casting. So yeah, yeah, he looks like Matthew. And I was just thinking about the time when I tried to. Instagram stalk Matthew Fox's real son who doesn't have Instagram, so we could do a wow. comparison between the two of them. Uh, I'm desperate to see a picture of Matthew Fox. I want to know if he got fat. Um, <laughs> well, I, judging on this, like he can work out pretty well. What if he comes along and he's like Mr. Bulky, you know, he's Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Olympia? Like, damn, there he is. Uh, so, like, we have Jack, and again with the scar that we saw in the first episode, and this is when his mum calls about the coffin and it's in Berlin or whatever they say. Um, and then this is where Rand Jack is like, How did I lose my appendix? Mm. What did she say? You were eight and it happened at school. Don't you remember? Oh, I guess. It's like, Yeah, whatever. Um, but it, that does have a payoff in the finale, so I'll, I'll forgive the awkwardness of that phone call. Uh, but she can't find his will, uh, so he's going to help go and find it. Um, and then this is when he's like, oh, shit, I'm late. So he's off to a school. We're like, oh, who's this kid? I'm so sorry I'm late. Uh, so his son is called David, which I don't think there's any significance to why he's called David. They've just gone the bland and white guy named Jack and David. Like, I mean, Jesus. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, didn't want to go for Christian Junior yeah. or Jack Junior? Is, is, is Jack, is Jack a is Jack David's a Bible name? Is Jack a Bible name? It must be, surely. Yeah, probably. That, that was Jesus' nickname amongst the apostles. What's up, Jack? Jack. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of short for Jesus. It's Jack. Jesus. No, no, you'll be Jack. My friends call me Jack. Um, <laughs> G'day, Jesus. How you doing? My friends call me Jack. Uh, so I'm so sorry I'm late, blah, blah, blah. And what, what did you say? Well, it's fine, Dad, or however they reveal it. I can't even remember. Um, and this is where they're back home, and uh, David's being all moody with his headphones and uh, just walking around. I mean, we were all this teenager coming home from school. What do you mean, well, school. <laughs> uh, I haven't grown out of this phase. <laughs> yeah, I'm still like that, but I don't keep cookies in the house. So. Uh, I was well, getting jealous of these cookies. Where do you no, keep I them? I don't, I don't actually really <laughs> like cookies, to be honest. Ah, uh, I mean, if they're there, sure. If they're not there, cookies, I'm not going to go out of my way to buy them. Best cookie. Best cookie. No uh, thinking. Chocolate chip. Chocolate Multi-cargo. Oh, no, Kingston's. <laughs> Kingston's. Yeah, uh, I was like, Kingston's like a lesser Monte Carlo. Oh, no. Like, okay, like in all fairness, if I got the Arnott's family pack, all right, Kingston's would go first, then the Monte Carlo's would go second. So, I'll but no, that around. Monte Carlo's good. They, they are good. Oh, it's that, it's underrated. I thought when, okay, so when you talk cookies, I'm still in the the Australian mindset of like the big, you know, 
um, Subway cookie, I'm thinking a biscuit, whereas obviously, mm. you know, so. Bicky. Bicky. We have to appeal to our global audience. That is very true. That is very true. The Koreans. Yes, the Burkina <laughs> Farsans. Uh, so it says here, in the kitchen, David asked Jack what the conversation is. Uh, I, I mean, I get teenagers are moody. I've been there. You're there. Uh, <laughs> but it is kind of Dick David moment. Like, can we just get through this? We only have to do this once a month. Like, I'm starting to feel a bit sorry for old Jack. Uh, well, I get the daddy issues and whatever, but what has Jack actually done wrong? It's not like he Christian was late, like, Noah. It's, you know, it's a, <laughs> automatically a horrible dad if you're late. I will have to say it did make me think of my dad who on multiple occasions in my life, I was the last one at school and that did <laughs> piss me off. That, I how didn't how like is that. that possible when he like lives like two minutes away from the school? Like, I mean, it's snug. It's not like he works Manhattan. At school now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how is it that your dad's late when he works at the school? <laughs> yeah, there, there were some occasions uh, where I waited a long time. So dad, if you're listening, what was up with that? Um, he's not listening. He doesn't know what a podcast is. <laughs> Would your dad ever listen? Hello, Mr. Groves. Thanks for giving us directions to do that story once on your son. <laughs> he doesn't even have an email. He's like, Mark Zuckerberg has no idea who my dad is. Does he um, love the pony, ponytail? Yeah, well, yeah. less on top now. But. <laughs> Pubes. I don't know. I haven't seen my, I haven't seen my dad in like three years. Hashtag. Coronavirus. You not like uh, talk get, to that, him? get that trending. You give him a call. You like ring him up and say, "Hey, uh, you doing, he, Dad?" He doesn't really know how to do that. <laughs> oh, Paul, well, let's make it happen, everyone! Right now, listening in Hobart, like reunion. Come on, get 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 Mister get Papa Groves a, a calling card. You know, we'll get, the, we'll get the radio stations involved. It'll be a big thing. Do you talk to your mum? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, don't be mean to it's your mum. It's kind of like the Daniel Day Kim Emily Durav and need to level it off a little bit. Somehow. I'll talk to your mum. Uh, she's nice. Lovely woman. Have I, I don't think I've met your mum, have I? Have I met your mum? Uh, isn't that a TV show? Uh, yeah, no, it, didn't, it ended pretty shit. Uh, let's get on with it. Uh, so I'm going to go visit your grandma. Do you want to come? No. Uh, poor, poor grandma. Um, Although I would probably do the same thing. So, Grandma, if you're listening, uh, shout out to you. <laughs> do, 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 do you still talk to your grandma? Let's, let's just find out who Noah talks to in his family since living in Korea. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling this story, but she definitely doesn't listen. But I'm going to get in trouble. Is Me and my mum were at one time at an op shop, which what, what is the equivalent uh, in America? Store. Thrift, thrift store. store. Uh, and we were just looking around and then my mum hooks me and says, oh, my God, it's Nan, Grandma. And we, we saw her in the distance. Uh, she said to me, should we leave? <laughs> Was this her mother or your dad's mother? Her mother. Oh, wow. And, Jesus. And I said, well, yeah, but you have to make that call. So we snuck That's out. horrible. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Because we knew that we would have been there for an hour if we got caught. Aww. So we, we snuck out of an option. <laughs> That's horrible. Although having said that, I remember when um, my 
grandma would come over, my dad's mum, my mum would like, oh, God, she's here. I'm just going to go hide in the bedroom for the next three hours. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, wow. Uh, we still feel guilt about that. We still occasionally both talk about how awful we are. Um, is she still with us, Grandma Groves? <laughs> she, uh, not Groves, but she is with us. Uh, so she may yet get revenge on us. Yeah, well, I, I implore her to. That's horrible. Yeah, that is horrible, but, I mean, come on. I mean, I do that when I see you sometimes. Oh, shit, it's I Noah. mean, you're from Hope. Uh, you, you've you surely yeah. done the turn around the other, oh. turn around on the street. Every <laughs> day. Like, I've been back now, the time of recording, so hopefully by the time this is airing, I'm not there anymore. But, like, um, even now, like, when still people don't know that I'm back, and, like, you just, you've been away for a certain amount of years. You'd have this if you came back tomorrow. You're like, oh, my God, they're still here. They don't look any different. Oh, my God, they're going to see me. No. Like, just <laughs> walk the other way. Isn't it, isn't it great living in a city with three million Asian people who have yeah. no idea who I am? I absolutely people might know it. who you are, though. You might stand out. So I definitely stand out. So shout out to my neighborhood uh, if you're listening. It's me. Uh, so he, he's off to visit his mom. Lots of shout outs this week. Um, can I say Dick Mum Shepherd moment? Like, is she calling him an alcoholic? Where Jack's like, no, I'm not going to have a drink. Good for you. Yeah. That was a bit of a subtle dig at the fact that your husband's an alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> I, I never got good vibes from Margaret Shepherd. Um, but yeah, she. Uh, she was saying, yeah, and David was very upset at the funeral. So I'm like, did they have a funeral in the end then? Because Jack was saying, like, we need to get there. So I guess they did go ahead with the funeral and we just never saw it. I'm, yeah, I mean, he's probably a popular man. If you've got, like, 100 people there, like, oh, we don't have a casket, cancel it. Like, I mean, <laughs> you still gather there to pay your respects, I guess. Uh, I guess so. Uh, and oh, you were never good at talking with your dad, and neither is David. Um, and she says, David must be terrified of you. I look, I get it's sort of mirroring the relationship, but we need to at least know what Jack's done. They're making yeah. Jack out to be this, he was terrible late, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> but in this flash sideways, he's done nothing wrong, he's got pizza. Uh, mm, I, pizza. I have to say, Jack Shepard doesn't strike me as a pizza guy. Ah, uh, yeah. Not with that stomach. Did you see how flat that was? Yeah, it's gluten free. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's keto. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah, come on. Everyone's a pizza person, though. Like, is there really a person you can think of that, like, you know, like, oh, look at, I don't know, Evangeline Lilly. She doesn't eat pizza. Ugh, she wouldn't dare. Mm, she probably doesn't. She eats I'd like tofu. I mean, grass. I like tofu. I'd grab a slice with Evangeline. That, that's a podcast. <laughs> Grabbing a slice with Evangeline Lilly. <laughs> oh, when's Evangeline Lilly going to get her podcast out? The oh. Conspiracy Hour with Evangeline Lilly. I'd listen to that. I don't really listen to other podcasts. Podcasts are shit. Who listens to them? But, um, yeah, I, I'd oh. listen to Evangeline Lilly. Hello. I'm a, well, she's Mr. Echo now. Hello. I'm Evangeline Lilly. <laughs> Played this by... <laughs> Maggie Grace said, I'm going to give her a piece of my mind. Um, yeah. Jeez. Wow. So this is where he comes home with the pizza. He, I think he had two pizzas, so like that's quite a lot. For, with pineapple, hopefully. Uh, do they do that in America? Uh, yeah. I guess they do. Yeah. 
Are you, you're you're uh, team pineapple, aren't you? We've had this discussion before, haven't we? No. Oh, you fucking idiot. Like, seriously, why? But the thing is, like, now that I've lived in Korea where all food is sweet, maybe I would be, but... You I know, just, Korea is notorious amongst foreigners for their wild uh, pizza topping. They go like, crazy. What What's the uh, craziest you've ever seen? Uh, they put, like wedges like chips on top of them oh, i've seen uh, that before corn corn uh, oh, no thank you what was the other crazy they sometimes they just layer it with sweet potatoes um the one did you see the one that they're advertising here at the moment i think for um domino's or pizza hut it's basically chicken parmi pizza so the base is a chicken yeah. parmigiana mm, that right. sounds good i know um but he's like, David's not there. Oh, my God, where's David? What are we going to do? Um, so he leaves a message and he said, hi, it's David. Uh, leave a message. Um, does, has anyone actually made a dial tone <laughs> thing? Like, who actually has a, oh, it's Noah, leave a message. Like, does anyone actually do that? Like, like um, leave a voice, like a thing for voicemail. I've got voicemail. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's been. Yeah. Um uh, what are you saying? No, gross. <laughs> no, just let it dial out. Gross. Well, Jesus, send a text message. If, you're, if I'm not there, send it. If I'm not there, send a text message. If I am there, send a text message. I will say the one thing that pisses me off is when you get a phone call and they don't leave a voice message and they don't send a text message. Like if it, if it was a private number, there's nothing you can do about it. But if I get a phone call from like a, a mobile number, I'm literally going to write to like, hey, just had a missed call from this number or I'll fucking call the number back. I'm like, why the fuck are you calling me? You care a lot more than I do. When I don't get the text message, I block it from my memory. I'm curious. I'm like, who who are you? Because like nobody has my phone number. Like I I will gladly give my mobile number right now out on air. Like, and I don't even care because like three people have it, and by the time people listen to this, it would be dead. So I don't even know it off by heart. I've been back now for how long? And people, what's your number? I don't fucking know. Let me look at my phone. I once got a, a series of calls and texts from a woman here in Korean, uh, but I, I, a woman, and had a Korean friend help tra- co-worker translate. And, Where's my money? You owe me. And then, uh, and then saying, sending a text message back in Korean. No, I'm a foreigner. This is the wrong number. Don't you lie to me. Give me the money. <laughs> uh, and then, like, no, I am a foreigner. In English, I wrote it this time. I don't know. I think this is the wrong number. And then eventually she responded after like five calls and blah, blah, blah. In Korean, but in English. So phonetically in... So it was written in Korean. I am so sorry. <laughs> written in Korean. <laughs> wow. This is why I don't pick up phones. She just picked it up and she's like yelling at you in Korean. You'd be like, um, hi, no speaky Korean. <laughs> Um, oh, just come and take my money. Just make you stop. How much? Do you want it in fucking Australia? <laughs> uh, but he, apparently uh, he's going to drive to David's mother's house. Oh, who could it be? Um, and no one's there but the key. There, David's not there, but he sees the the thing for the piano recital. Ooh. So he goes there um, and he gets the message. Oh, he's playing it. Seven on Friday the twenty fourth. Um, God, no one wants to go to this on a Friday night after working all week. Come on. Uh, the other message from Jack is 
the mess the other is a message from Jack in Sydney where he says he just needs us to hear David's voice because he's sad. Uh, and this is where he goes to the conservatory and he gets uh sees David playing the piano. We get annoying kid. Is that your son? Oh. He's really good. Shut and the fuck up, Jimmy. I really like Heroku. I can't say his name properly, but I really like him as an actor. He's a great actor. Why does Dogen get to be in the afterlife and freaking Lapidus doesn't? Come on. Because <laughs> he was on uh, set that day. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, yeah, if Dogen didn't get killed off next week, maybe this would no, be a bit, more, a bit more significant. But given that it's just because he's there at the temple, so he's going to show up in Jack's vision of an afterlife, like... Uh, we're too hard on our children. Like, I like the actor, really like him, but come on, do we need Dogen here right now? Um, I mean, he's got a nice ponytail in the afterlife too, so he's your dad. Scrubs up well in the suit. Um, so this is after Jack's waiting and he's said, I made my mum promise not to tell you. Uh, poor, poor Jack. I just feel bad for the guy. Um, and karma. I know this kid is not real, but I didn't want you to see me because I didn't want you to see me fail. Like, come on. This is not a soap opera. Like, this is some of the worst dialogue. And like, I know he's not a real kid, but no kid, 14-year-old says that. Um. I'm not. I'm, um, I'm not allowed to say comment because I'm not allowed to talk about fourteen-year-old children. <laughs> uh, Jack says that uh, his dad said that he didn't have what it takes, um, which mirrors what happens in the episode. Um, and he's carried this with him, and he doesn't want David to feel that way. And he he says that in his eyes, David can never fail. I've got nothing to say about <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm just nodding. Um, it's funny you say, like, no one wants to go on a Friday night. I remember growing up, my sister was, like, in the Tasmanian Youth Orchestra or something like that. And, like, of course, you know, she'd always be performing at shit. And, of course, like, proud parents got to go watch her. And, I don't know, I was, like, 10. They're not going to leave me at home. So I'd always fucking go along and watch, like, bloody my sister play in an orchestra pit for, like, two hours on a weekend. I mean, I didn't really have a social life or anything. Like, you just do what your parents do when you're 10. But, like, God, they were some of those boring nights of my life. I kind of like the symphony now. Like, I'll gladly go. Like, you and I went and watched the symphony. That was fun. Um, but, yeah. like, sporadically, right? Like, going every Friday night to watch 14-year-olds play piano. Like, this is one thing I'll say. If I ever have children, and God help the world if I do, I'm not looking forward to the days. Like, if, if my kid is talented, which they're not going to be because they're coming from me, but, like, like, they're like, Dad, Dad, come watch me at the school play. Like, it's school talent night. All I'm like, oh, fuck off. Like, <laughs> are you performing first? Yes, Dad. Okay, I'll come. And then we're leaving afterwards. I'm just You're going to be like that. Kristen Shepard. Yeah, basically. I'm like Kristen from the Oz Network. I'll be Christening. Like, oh, come on. Um, Actually, oh, random question for you. Uh, you. You go first because it's a soft topic, but while, you're on the, while we're on the topic. Oh, I'm just, I thought about this when I was watching the episode or sometime is now that I work full time, I feel so bad for my parents that I played sport on a Saturday morning. You like, played sport? I played sport for nine years. What did you play? Like, it's such a surprise. Because <laughs> if I asked you anything sporty right now, you'd look at me like I'm speaking Korean. 
Oh, the difference between playing sport and watching sport. What did you play? What were you? What was your sport? Soccer and hockey. Oh, you played hockey. Oh, okay. <laughs> I played hockey too. Um, but it, random question for you. This is dating this episode and the fact that this won't make sense in like the time we air it because it's the joke of the week at the moment. How do you think I would look in a fedora? <laughs> Is that the joke of the week? <laughs> so I'm just, I want to know. I want your opinion. Honest opinion. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say don't do it. But oh, I, I, boom! I think when you were bigger, you would have looked better at a fedora. What does that mean? I think a, I think a fedora <laughs> is a big man's hat. <laughs> okay. Um, so basically get fat and I can wear a fedora. Okay. Um, I hope you're not planning on wearing a fedora. No, well, the, 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 to clarify, so basically Colin and I had a discussion because we did a 24-episode recently where, like, two characters wearing a fedora in the episode. And I was like, oh, I've always wanted to wear a fedora, but, like, the women in my life at various stages, I put one on. I'm like, don't you ever wear that, Ben. That looks shit. So then Colin's like, no, I think you'd pull it off. So then Colin, like, asked freaking Kristen and Rocky and Jared on an Amazing Race episode. They're all like, no, nah, Ben will look shit in one. And I'm like, well, fuck you all. I want to get a fedora. <laughs> I mean, are you really taking fashion tips from the grandfather of the old <laughs> network? Well, am I also really getting opinions from people like Kristen, Rocky and Jared? I mean, you know, I don't exactly have a wide variety of fashion experts. Well, again, I feel bad for bagging out Jared. Jared's a nice one, I but I mean, Jared. everyone likes it. No one dislikes Jared. I'm sure even Hitler likes Jared. I don't know. But like, seriously, like Kristen? Oh, no, you can't wear a hat. Uh... Yeah, I'm going to say don't do it. Uh, I wouldn't take the advice of Colin. Um, I am going to buy one. Next time I see one, I'm just going to buy one to uh, spite you all. I'm going to wear it in every episode of this show moving forward. <laughs> ben, you're single. Don't do that to yourself. Well, it can't get any worse. I mean, <laughs> I'm done <laughs> roping in the girls at the moment. So, I mean, you know, why not try the fedora? Maybe it could work. <laughs> it could. It could be your maybe, thing. Maybe, maybe all the New York girls love fedoras. Like, oh, you'd be hot if you had a fedora. Uh, I'll uh, accept you in a fedora only on the condition, the caveat that the man who coerced you into the fedora also has to wear a fedora so if you get a fedora colin also has to wear a fedora you know i can really see colin in a fedora but having said that he's <laughs> old so it'd be one of those tartan ones with like the gray on it <laughs> i wasn't gonna say it but i could see uh him in a fedora. not that i'm calling him a big man i did say it's a big man's hat he's well, not a big man but... he's fat let's oh, be honest out of all three old, of us. old man's hat you put put uh, on a bit of put it on a bit of tub since he got old old man fedora Oh, uh, <laughs> well, Faraday wears a cold. fedora, doesn't he? Faraday pulls it off. Does he, though? Well, I mean, better than me, maybe. I don't know. Michael Emerson, he could pull off a fedora. Michael Emerson could pull off a cheerleader outfit. I think we'd all be... <laughs> oh, <laughs> that'd be in sexy. summer holder, I have a weird feeling I've seen him in a fedora. No, I, I, I'm with you there. As soon as you said that, I automatically... <laughs> let's, let's look it up right now. And if it isn't, I want him in one right now. Can we make that happen? Do we have the power to make that happen? I I, I'm, I mean, we've, we've got him on speed, right? He's literally listening right. I'll do it. 
Um, yeah, okay. absolutely. You type it in some old fedora, there's like a hundred images pop up of him, and he pulls it off well. He so. pulls it off. He pulls off anything. He got the white one with like the black ring around it. That looks really good on him, actually. So, yeah, that's, a, that's an Ian Summerhold of fedora. Very, like, just, I mean, you think the man can't get more attractive. He puts on a fedora and you just, you, you want to wear one. So I could be like Ian Summerholder. I've always wanted to be like Ian Summerholder. Who doesn't? Ian Summerholder is fedorable. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, well done. That deserves a clap. That's the, uh, that's the, that's the comment of the week. Fedorable. Hey, tell you what, I'll get a fedora, I'll wear it, and I'll put on my Tinder, aren't I fedorable? That's all oh I will say. Oh, <laughs> I hate it. I'm going to start a new podcast, Fedorable, with Ben Waterworth. Fedorable with Ben Waterworth. <laughs> and Ian Samola. No, oh. The podcast is Aren't I Fedorable? <laughs> I hate it. No, I'm, I'm a- buying one. I am so buying a fucking fedora next time I'm out. I'm buying one. If I never wear it, I never wear it. I'm getting a fedora. I'm sick of this anti-fedora bullshit against Ben Waterworth. Kristen, I hope you realise what you've done. No, no, scratch that. Colin, I hope you realise what you've done. (laughs) Colin Uh, will be very proud of his son, Ben Waterworth, for wearing a fedora. I'm not loving. We make fun of him for being old, but what are you suggesting, Colin? I, I do I do like the fact that there's a website, stylebistro.com, and then literally it's stylebistro.com forward slash Ian plus Summerholder forward slash Fedora. Uh, <laughs> like he's got his own website basically That's wearing adorable. a Fedora. Sure. All right, let's move on. Uh, I think we just get through the uh, Claire Jin stuff uh, first. Um, yeah, this shouldn't take long. Come on, just get it over and done with. Claire holds him uh, hostage, stabs a guy at the end. <laughs> I, I, I do like that on Lostpedia it says we're at Claire's hut. That sounds oh. quite quaint. Claire's hut. Oh. Uh, sounds, it, it sounds like something should be in Star Wars. I, I, Jabba I the Hutt's daughter. Claire the hut. Uh, <laughs> I, do, I just want to give some long overdue uh, unexpected... Uh, unforeseen uh, praise to Emily DeRaven for one thing. Uh, absolutely melodramatic, awful, over-the-top here from Emily DeRaven. Uh, so we're not giving her too much praise. But there's a line in this episode about with one, uh, with Saeed's one moment where they talk about, oh, yeah, Saeed, you've turned into a zombie, but you're not the first person that's happened to. It happened to a, a young Australian woman. We know how Naveen Andrews has been acting in this season. Like, I'm going to give a bit of credit to Emily. At least she's given it a bit of gusto. Like, she's yeah. having fun with it. Naveen is all dead. If apparently the exact same thing has happened to Claire as has happened to Naveen, she's given it a red hot go. She's having fun with it. So I'm going to give a bit of Emily Duran praise here. I I will agree. I will agree with you actually because. Um, you know, that goes back to our point about this is Emily DeRaven at a 50. This is like her demo reel for an Emmy win, basically. This is the best acting she's ever done. But got her yeah, the you, SBF job. You, 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 can't, you, you can't fault her for it. Like, she, like you can tell that she uh, is giving uh, her all. You can fault her for it, but well, compared to Emily Andrews. 
Yeah. Uh, I also, I, can I just quickly add point out just on, on while we're talking about random lost stuff. I, I know I keep sw- swapping around here, but I typed in Matthew Fox into Google and then apparently the next thing that comes up with is a news article from two days ago. Lost, why in Summer Holders Boom was the first major character to die? <laughs> because Thanks, Screen Rant. <laughs> very, uh, very topical content from Screen Rant. I know. They're like, they're, just, they're finally breaking news from 17 years ago. Um, so we finally found out why Boom died. <laughs> And he's not the first to die. Joanna died. <laughs> that photo of Joanna. Uh, I'm a lifesaver, I'll save her. Um, but yes, Emily DeRaven does a very good job here. Screw Yeah, they've got a, the SBS job this episode. Um, and I have to say, I, watching this, I, we waste so much time on the flash sideways. And I'm not sure that Emily DeRaven can pull off a whole episode on her own, but. Most of the Claire episodes are pretty bad, except for the first one, the flashback with the psychic and Thomas and Fish and Fry. That's pretty good. But why in season six did we not get the Claire three? She's got an interest. She talks about, oh, yeah, it's been three years. They've been hunting me. I got captured by them. I got branded by them. I escaped. I've been friends with Kristen Shepard. Why did we not get the... Claire? This probably would have been one of the better episodes of season six. Like, give us the... Do it like Richard Alpert to make it one long episode sort of thing. Yeah. We've got time. There's a lot of filler in this season. Like, give us the Claire episode. Like, like the this would have been the episode. best Claire one. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, I agree with you. Do you think That's... we should have got that? Yeah. I, mean, I, I'm I not think sure we should have. pull it off. I, I mean, probably not. But, I, I mean, yeah, I think it would be interesting to see because you do kind of wonder, like, what's going on with her and why she's this way. And, like, it's – but, like – did they did did Emily DeRaven like literally get written out and then basically they brought her back or were they always planning on like making uh, this a they mystery? Even, they even announced that she would come back when she left, so they just said she's gone for a season. I remember because I like I mean in all seriousness, we joke about her, we bag her out, but like you kind of do have to feel sorry for her that she does kind of get shafted because it's like she's a you know there from day one, a main character, the only Australian, you know, on a flight coming from Australia. So, like, this should be thing. She just disappears and then she comes back and they can't even be fucked to explain why. Like, it's just kind of like, ah, squirrel baby! Like, so you, you're right. Like, you kind of wish they would do this with her. She, I mean, she basically just turns into Rousseau, essentially. Well, I, I think that's what the the parallel is supposed to be because of the baby and Russo losing her baby, but it's a little on the nose, I think. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what was her other one where we saw her in the hospital where she meets Christian? Wasn't overly excited. We saw the one where she was with getting Ethan flashbacks in season two. Like it would have been the probably the best Claire episode if they had done like this, make it into like a horror movie sort of thing where she's being hunted and, and well, like, make it horror? really dark. You saw Santa Slay, so can do horror, right? And can you can you clarify right now that I've been right this whole time that she's pretty good in that and is actually better with an American accent? I'm not going to say she's pretty good, but I'm going to say she's better in that than she is in Lost. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure she's going to be great in this SBS thing. Yeah, um, I, just, I tried to see if it started yet, but it hasn't yet. So sadly, not. No, we'll be on that. We're on Emily Deraven watch. <laughs> Emily Deraven and Matthew Fox reuniting. <laughs> yeah, put her in last light. Um, it really would Emily be the Durabin, last light if she's in it. I'm, I might, be, <laughs> I might be making this up, but I think she celebrated her 40th birthday recently. So yeah, I think I'm just looking Google. She, um, yeah, 
you know, which it's actually kind of sad to think that you think like, wow, 40 so old. Um, I mean, uh, she's only five years older than me, so um, yeah. shit. It's even sadder to think that she was like in her early 20s when this show started. Yeah. That means that Colin is older than Emily Duravin. <laughs> wow. Next, next you'll be tweeting her, trying to get her to wear a fedora. Um, oh, Emily Duravin will be all right in a fedora? Come on. My fedora! <laughs> Emily Duravin knocked on your door right now wearing nothing but a fedora. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not touching that. Um, well, I mean, speak for yourself. I would. Um, but yeah, this is where last With time consent. we had we had older. Well, it's the first time you've said anything appropriate. <laughs> wow! Noah replies, "Ben's a rapist." Thanks, Noah. No, I'm just saying you're getting better. It must be the fedora. Well, exactly. A fedora makes you more intelligent, right? Malayan tips fedora. <laughs> Malay- we were talking about that on the 24 episode. Like, I can't do that wearing a baseball cap with a fedora. Malady. Like, come on. Yeah. Gentlemen, Ben, it's a new era. <laughs> open doors for women and pull their chair so, out. And I don't think you open stuff. doors for women. Uh, let's not get into it. Um, well, it depends. No, on- no, no, no. Let's move on. Um, so, <laughs> no, this is no, where. No. Jean is uh, passed out and she's waiting. Uh, and this is where we get the awful squirrel baby and the <laughs> horrifying. Uh, this, uh, I, don't I don't know. This is probably the best parts of the episode. It's pretty bad. Um, and this is where uh, we get Justin back. I felt a bit sad for Justin last week. Uh, I feel so even maybe, worse for him this week. <laughs> I, mean, well, I was about to say, maybe he'll get his... Uh, He's, he's time in the sun, but no. Um, I'd rather him just get shot randomly last week rather than get back tied up, tortured, and stabbed in the stomach with an axe. Poor Justin. Pretty, uh, pretty strong uh, Emily Duravin Claire to tie up Justin. He's a big guy. Yeah. Uh, and she's going to torture Justin until she can find out where Aaron is. The thing is, this is so dark, but it's not played dark at all. Like They could have really lent into how like sadistic all of this is, but like it's Claire doing this. Like, Claire, this should have been much bigger than it is, but it's just like, uh, whatever. Um, it, yeah, I like, and this is what I was saying at the beginning. It's just, it's just repetitive. Like, it's just... It's a whole episode of her, where's my baby? Don't know where it is. Where's my baby? Don't know where it is. Okay, cool. Stab in the stomach. Oh, by the way, haha, I'll kill Kate. It's like, okay. Um, and yeah, that squirrel baby thing is just like, what is that skull? Is that Vincent? Like, <laughs> it's, I mean, I, it's, it's Boone. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. So this is where uh, last week, Jin, remember, he got stuck in the bear trap. Um, and so she's going to help him. It's like Dr. Claire. Uh, but she said, oh, but my friend has has told her that the others have Aaron, uh, which I don't know why he told her that, I guess, to turn her against them or... Uh, and she said, my dad told me that too. And Jin at this point is like, what are you on about? Um I kept waiting for her to say, like, junior English is good now, but she never bats an eye. (laughs) Well, she doesn't bat an eye when he's like, you've been here for three years. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, The the bit where uh, he's not my friend. This made me laugh. Are you my friend, Jin? (laughs) (laughs) Poor Jin is like, oh, 
Yes, of course I am. Did like, we ever see them interact ever? <laughs> he couldn't speak English before. Uh, he's like, yeah, your friend slowly backs off into the hedge. Oh, sure, uh, we, we did see them. Wasn't there, like, in the first season, like, at one point, like, when it was awkward and, like, she made him, like, feel the baby and he was like, oh, oh, oh like, you know, and she's like, ah, the baby! He fed her a sea urchin. Um, That's right. <laughs> Typical Korean flirting method. <laughs> uh, but this is where Justin says that she's been picking our people off, which I'm like, give us that flashback. That's more interesting mm. than the Jack flash sideways. Uh, and that the people, she says, the people in the temple have stuck needles and branded her. Again, give us that. Uh, and this is where Justin's like, she's crazy, man. We've got to get out of here. <laughs> uh, and this is where Jin, well, first, I, I don't get it because first he lies. He's like, he's, well, no, first he tells the truth. He says that Kate took your baby, which is the truth. And she said, that can't be true. It's like, I don't know why it can't be true. <laughs> Uh, but then later he's lying and he's like, oh, no, she is at the t- he is at the temple. I have to say, uh, I mean, Jin's a smart guy. What's it, What's his end goal here? Does, like, does he not want... And said, Aaron is at the temple. Does he maybe want Claire to come because she's crazy and, like, a badass now that, like, come to the temple and you can help us, like, break everyone out? Like- I know, but she's going to go there and see that Aaron's not there and then it's going to turn on Jin and kill Jin. Probably thinks, well, Hurley can sit on her or something. I don't know, like... <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, but this is where uh, they're like, okay, but don't kill Justin because it's just, everyone loves Justin. Uh, pretty, pretty gnarly death in terms of lost death. Axe to the stomach. Uh, poor Justin. <laughs> I want, I want like Claire to be a like Bond. Well, I guess he's been axed. <laughs> I, I wanted her to be just so weak at it that when she hit his stomach, it just bounced off. But what, like, what, what, like, I feel so sorry for Justin because, like, Justin's the good one. He hasn't done anything wrong. Like, <laughs> what, why do you, like, I feel like just kill him last week. Like, why do you need to bring him back to- Everything he's saying is the truth, too. Like, exactly. we don't have your baby. Poor I Justin. We don't have your baby. <laughs> he's not there. Yeah. But I just, it's uh, just, I feel sorry for him. Poor Justin. Race is Claire. Racist Claire. <laughs> She's been picking off the black ones. Yeah. <laughs> all the white ones are alive. All the black ones, you got to help me, man. <laughs> uh, no, but from where, where I come from, Actually, uh, Korean people don't like black people. Well, I was going to say that. Racist Jin. Ra- Jin's fine with it. He's just like, yeah, kill him. He's black. <laughs> yep. <laughs> where I'm from, okay. we don't like those people. <laughs> kill him. Yeah, you, use the axe. Yeah. Use the axe. That's why Jin's basically saying, like, come with me. There's more black people at the temple. Hurry up. There's Asians there too. <laughs> Fuck, there's all a bunch of non-white people. Come on. <laughs> Racist Claire. Uh, so th- this is where, okay, poor Justin's been killed, like, at Claire's hut. Uh, it, again, it, it should have been played much darker than any of this is. Um, but then uh, this is where Gummy Joe, Dummy Joe walks in. Uh, <laughs> nice. Nice to see him again, but uh, and Jin's like, "What, John? That's not John. That's my friend." <laughs> I just love like the like you talk about Emily DeRabbit doing her best. Like I just love like the whole silly Jin. That's not John. That's my friend. 
It's just uh, her. She's trying to play crazy, but she ends up playing like kooky neighbor or something yeah. like that. Um, it's just so, like a sitcom. You need to add a laugh track to this, where it literally does a. Can we just say Terry O'Quinn gets ten seconds in this episode? Steals the show from everyone. Now, hang on. Here's a question for you: Terry O'Quinn in a fedora. Uh, I feel like he would come off as if he's compensating. No, well, he doesn't need to compensate. That man's a man. But um, yeah, true. But I, I'd, I'd see it. I, I don't think bald men should wear hats. Just embrace your baldness. Would you rather be bald or grey? Grey. I like grey. I've got yeah. no problem with grey. I, I, I don't get people who dye their hair. Grey is I, cool. I, I, I like I I mean say that when you start getting gray hair you realize you're getting old but I would embrace being gray as I get older make wisdom with a fedora I would look very smart but if I went bald I would be fine with that too so yeah if you were gray with a fedora you'd look like Colin <laughs> now I'm not that old come on uh, yeah I mean no no dis- dissing the bald people but I've got moles on my head so I look bad bald. Um, I kind of want to see. Well, actually, I came. Well, actually, you were tagged in a photo recently, or I think it was like, was it on the Brinks page or somebody? Somebody dragged up a photo of you and Zach, and I wanted to save it and like show it off because like you were like big boy back then. I think you had a shaved head at that point. So, what are you trying bald. to do right now? I'm bald. Yeah. Well, like, good. <laughs> you look fine, Noah. Put it on your Tinder profile. Go on. Now, where's my grey hairspray? We need a comparison. Um, do you do you, do you see many um, bald people in Korea? Never. The guy I lost is the only bald Korean I've ever seen. And do you, like do Korean people's hair go grey? Yeah, quite a lot of greys are. Around. Okay. Do you see many blonde Koreans? I don't know if that's a thing, right? No. Hmm. Just dyed hair, but. Like those boy bands, don't you have like? Yeah, but that's the- not natural. I've got like pink hair. <laughs> All this time, Ben thought that was natural. Well, uh, I mean, surely there's been at least one natural blonde Asian person out there in life. Surely, no. No. Well, um, things you learn. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is that racist? Me asking? I don't know. Like, I just, I'm legitimately wondering. I used to often have a buzz cut, but now mm. I used to get my mother to do it, but now I refuse to pay somebody just to shave my head. Oh, and yeah, I can't every, do it myself. I'm very unco. Every time I've shaved my head or had my head shaved, I either get somebody to do it or I just do it myself. I, yeah, I'm with you. What's the point of paying someone? You're paying like $40 for somebody to just do something you can do for free. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Haircuts are very expensive, by the way. I got mine done the other day. I'm like, fuck, $38 yeah. for a trim? What the Ridiculous. fuck? Uh, how would I look in a fedora? You, I'd see, I reckon you would. I reckon you'd pull it off. Yeah. You've got a bit of that rock star-esque style to you, so, you know. Is a fedora a rock star? <laughs> Depends on um, if you're in Fallout Boy, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I've got my wide brim... Uh... My Australian wide brim cancer council. I've got. I've got I, I mentioned this on the twenty four episode that I didn't end up doing it. My mum's got a top hat. I could go put a top hat on. My dad has a bowler hat. Oh, not that he, okay. not to wear, just to like has it. Sean Connery style, you know. 
Yeah, no, more Charlie Chaplin style. Like, it's big. Wow. Uh, maybe that's what we should get for the show. A uniform. <laughs> yeah. The Oz Network <laughs> Bowlers 007. Um, the, the Oz Network uniform. That would be interesting. <laughs> I think yours uh, would have a squash sticker on it. Oh, yeah. Yours would have what? <laughs> Consent forms signed in like... <laughs> Do not let near people under the age of 18. Uh, rape whistles. Uh, <laughs> Collins would have hearing aids and nursing home directions. Adult Diet diaper. pills. That's his uniform, adult diaper. <laughs> Jamie's uh, would just be a bondage outfit. Let, let's move on. Um, so let's get this Jack stuff done, Jack and Hurley. Uh, so we've got emo Jack at the temple, but Jack's kind of given up now. He's just like chilling Uh <laughs> Like eating his Polite fruit, Jack. Uh, Honestly, yeah. Now we've just got to the stage where everyone's just chilling at the temple. We've got uh, playing tic tac toe. Yeah. Which did they make those things, or were they already sanctioned at the, uh, already made yeah. at the commission <laughs> at the temple? Official temple tic tac toe uh, game as commissioned by Bogan. Uh, yeah, but this is where Dogan shows up. Uh, oh, I thought you left. Uh, I wouldn't leave you, Dogan. Uh, Roger Moore now. <laughs> oh, I thought you left. Uh, and he's saying, well, you have the option. Well, I don't want to leave. Uh, he's waiting. And then he says, are your friends coming back? And Jack's like, oh, probably not. And then Dogan's like, well, you're honest. Um, not the most exciting conversation. Um, this is where Miles is like, I'm done. Like, go and find us some food. And he's like, well, <laughs> there must be a kitchen around here somewhere. Uh and this is where Hurley's just wandering. We're back at the pool and we get awkwardly, like, creepy Jacob. Like, like <laughs> weird, like, uh, stalker Jacob just hanging by the pool. Uh, horribly miscast Jacob. Um, oh, he's like, You've ruined Jacob for me. Can I say that, by the way? Every time I watch this now, I'm like, is he really a weird? Like, oh, no, it's ruined him for me. Yeah, this scene, I'm like, no, this should not be the act for Jacob. But, but. Uh, very knowledgeable on temple layout because he says the kitchen is just down the hallway. Uh, <laughs> Gets hungry. Uh, and then that's when Hurley realizes, oh, it's Jacob uh, conveniently. Uh, and he's like, you need to write some things down. Uh, I need you to help someone find the island. Now, I'm a little confused about whether or not he actually does want someone to help find the island or if it's just to trick Hurley. Uh, and then does he want Widmore to find the island because that's who's coming? Or maybe I thought maybe he knows that Desmond will be coming with Widmore and he, maybe he thinks Desmond is important or maybe he doesn't want them to find the island. I'm confused by this. Uh, I mean, yeah, I know because it doesn't make sense then when all of a sudden the thing gets smashed and Jake's just like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't have an answer for you. I'm sorry. You're the smart one on this one. You're the fedora wearer. So, uh, so yeah, Hurley's got to write some things down. Uh, and then, then we get our one Naveen scene of the of the week. Not Lord even putting on Lord. an accent this week. What's going on, mate? What happened to me, Jack? Uh, why is everyone staring at me? <laughs> yeah, I love that. Why is everyone staring at me, old cobber? What's going on? Why are they and being then- a bu- bunch of pork pies? And this is where they're like, this is where I'm giving Emily Deraving credit because they're like, yes, they told me that this happened to someone else too. 
and started, who was that then? <laughs> <laughs> who was that then? <laughs> uh, I don't know if you realize this, but next week is a Saeed one, so that's going to be fun. Um, and this is where now Hurley's just wandering around, and this I like this scene. This is where Dogen shows up, uh, and it, we get like Obi-Wan Kenobi Jacob, uh, and I can do whatever I want because I'm a you know that Hurley was thinking of Jedi mind tricks when he was doing like he's a big Star Wars fan, so he was, yeah. I can do what I want, I'm a candidate. You don't want to <laughs> buy my death sticks. Um, <laughs> want to buy some death sticks. <laughs> You want to go home and rethink your life. Uh, and then, like, who told you you're a candidate? Oh, whatever. And then we get some, like, Dogen Japanese swearing, and apparently here it says, you're lucky that I have to protect you, otherwise I'd cut your head off. Oh, is that oh. what he says? Okay. Uh, so Dogen leaves, uh, and then Jacob's like, no, you have to bring Jack. And Hurley's like, Jack doesn't want to do anything nowadays. You can't get Jack. Uh, and then... Well, you have to tell Jack that he has what it takes. Like, uh, it's like the bold and the beautiful at this point. Uh, so this way he's looking uh, and he goes and he tells Jack and, oh, no, Jacob told me you have what it takes. Uh, so that somehow convinces Jack. So I guess that's uh, kind of what the opposite of what Christian was saying in the side where you don't have what it. And then he's like, well, Jacob is kind of dead. Uh -huh. And well, we have to mention the quote, like uh, when he says to Jacob, "I just lied to a samurai." Yeah, <laughs> such a good uh, quote from Hurley. But he, even like Hurley in this episode, great quote. But even like, I feel like everyone's having an off week. Maybe it's the yeah. script. Uh, but Jack gets convinced to come because uh, I want to go and talk to Jacob. So, so they leave, uh, and this is where they conveniently uh, bump into Karen, Kate. Uh, we get the one Kate scene. Uh, oh, what a scene! She's like, "Oh, I'm going, I'm going back to the temple now." I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Whatever, Kate, you're irrelevant." <laughs> Put a mask uh, on. But she said, I, I, uh, "But she says she wants to find Claire, and uh, so she's going to go and." What does it? What does he say? Like, I'm sorry, you can't come with us or something. She's like, I'm used to it, something like that. <laughs> Sassy Kate. <laughs> she's she's got a point to be fair. And then he says to her, "I hope you find what you're looking for." Uh so we we're on our little Hurley Jack sort of mission. Uh, it's fun to see them together, I guess. Uh, this way he says, "I'm sorry for wrecking your game with Kate, dude." <laughs> uh, and this way Jack's like, "There's nothing left to wreck." Um, and then he said, what happened to you guys? You were supposed to get get married and have lots of kids. And like, Hurley, a bit of dick Hurley at the moment. Um, and this is where, oh, so sweet. We get Shannon's back, or at least oh. her and Hayley. You know, season finally. six, finally they're answering the big questions. <laughs> We've been uh, waiting finally. for six seasons, and finally. Uh, I mean, it's cute. It is cute, but you think when we're in the final season, it's a bit of a cock tease, and like at this point, people wanted their answers to the numbers and the early birds and whatever, and they're getting. It is cute to have a callback, but did we need Shannon's inhaler? I I I like it. Like it's just I like it is, a throwback. It's silly, but like it's kind of just like it's just 
It's just one of these things where you, you wonder if they've been sitting on that. They've got their little black book of lost questions and they've just got, hey, everyone's doing this. Let's fucking just throw the inhaler. Like, come on, people will lol at that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I weirdly like it because you're just like, ah, oh, Shannon, there's Maggie. She's dead. Oh. This is, but this is where I want Sawyer to be on the mission with them. What? I got goddamn tortured over this. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Come <laughs> uh, Actually, that would be funny fun. if he found it. Like, he'd just be like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> First Julia, and then this. This is not my week. How do I uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like a throwback to season one. Um, speaking of throwbacks, we're at the caves, so that's kind of cool. Like, it's fun that we got to go back to the caves. Um, but, like, how far have they been marching? Um, and, yeah, but that's pretty cool that we – first we had the inhaler, but then we had the caves. Um, and, oh, this is where we first came, and then they look at Adam and Eve again, and I'm thinking – did they not move those bodies when they moved into the cave? Were they just sleeping with those dead bodies? Uh, Why not? Uh, but that's going to have a payoff in Across the Sea. Um, so I guess that's their way of like bringing it up again now, just to remind us. Uh, and it, it was making me feel a bit nostalgic, having Jack tell the story about how he went after his dead dad. Um, like He would never have told Hurley that in season one, so it's definitely some character progression from Jack. Uh, but it was nice to hear him tell that story, I guess. Um, and then they keep moving on. And this way, Hurley says, well, isn't this a bit old school? I was trekking through the woods uh, uh, on a mission, trying to find something we don't quite understand, which is a bit of a fun meta joke. Uh, and Hurley's asking why Jack came back to the island and and he... Hurley said, well, he came because Jacob said, and this is where Jack said he thought I came back because I was broken and I was stupid enough to think that the island could fix me. So at this point, Jack's losing the faith again. Season five, it was like Jack with a purpose. Then he blew up the bomb and it failed. And now we've got Jack losing the faith again, uh, which will change soon. Uh, and this is where we finally get the long-awaited uh, appearance of they get there to the lighthouse. I'd love oh. to know what Jacob's instructions were from the temple to get to here. Turn that left Hurley at was the able tree. To follow. What was yeah, that, that like, quote? There's my favourite leaf. <laughs> uh, lighthouse CGI not holding up the best. I mean, it's not. No. It's not the submarine, but um, it's not the polar bear. I mean, they're like. We have Jack like, how did we ever, never see this? I mean, it is a big island, and if you don't have a map or a compass, that's fair enough. But it is a bit like, oh, my God, there's a lighthouse right by the caves where they were living. Um, like, okay, maybe if they had somehow planned this out and they had this in, like, season two and we're like, oh, what is the lighthouse? And then this is, like, the answer in season six. But them just bringing it in now is kind of just like, what? Like, and I kind of thought you were going to like this lighthouse. Like, uh, if they had brought it up, like Locke or Echo, maybe Echo found it, but he never told anyone. So the viewers know about it or something. If there was some sort of like introduction to this. Now, 
I'm lost has gone sci-fi. That's fine. Lost went sort of this season, mystical fantasy. I'm okay with that. This I'm okay with demigod, 2000 year old guys. Like I can get over that. This mirror is a little too much for me. (laughs) Somehow it, it, a little, not jumping the shot, but it's close. Like, that there's a mirror that reflects onto people's old childhood homes and that that's how he watches. I'm okay with Jacob visiting Kate as a kid in the, <laughs> in the supermarket, but I'm going to let you talk about the lighthouse before I just go off on it, it, before I ran too much. It's, I see what you're saying. Like, I, I think the thing that I went into this episode thinking it was better. Like, I, I always remember, like, oh, the lighthouse bit, that's kind of cool because it's, like, mysterious and that. But then I watched it and I'm like, oh, that's it. Like, you know, and and I don't get this house thing and all this kind of stuff because it does get a bit cheesy, particularly when you get all the names around the dial. Like, because you're right. Like, what if they did discover this in, like, season one? Like, oh, our names are on this? We've only been in the island for two days. Like, what's going on? This is creepy. Yeah, that would have been crazy. Yeah, but like even then, that could have been you know sending me you know six seasons worth of why the fuck are their names on a thing you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I don't know like it's it just kind of comes across as a bit weird and like cause like you, you you hit the nail in the head I think with Jack that he kind of Jack with a purpose Jack kind of almost turned into Locke but like just like almost they forgot about Jack and now he's just back to old fucking do as I say, Jack, like, you know, smash in a mirror and go sitting on a rock for a while. Like, okay. That is old school, Jack. So it's kind of, and just like, it just, how many seasons worth of development have we got for him to just regress back into this season one, Jack? So, um, I mean, I'm, I don't like, I'm, again, I, I'm watching a show here that's featured time travel. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to hate on a mirror thing. I mean, I'm watching Manifest at the moment. Let's not talk about glowing hands. Um, but, um, with the, the one, kind of say one thing, I, I love the line when they're in the cave and Hurley's like, oh, what if we like time traveled and we went back all the way back to like dinosaurs and like, this is actually us that have died. And we're like <laughs> right here. Like, I kind of like that line that he says, but, um, yeah, I don't have a whole, like, the, the CGI is terrible, but I don't know why you think I would, I guess I have stupid opinions and that's probably why you think I would like this. I just like... At the time, it's the kind of thing that makes it seem big and important and, like, holy. It's like they're going for a holy crap moment, but then watching it on a rewatch, it's yeah. kind of like, eh. Like, you watch it the first time and you're like, oh, my God, what is happening? But then it's just like it's not even the moment that they think it should be. You, um, just ask a quick question. You, you mentioned before about, like, it's a big island, you know, they don't have a map. Has, has, has it, like, a lost fan ever... Mapped. Yeah, the there island. are some maps. There are. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Because I, I love pretty those sort cool. of things. Like when you see, like, like Star Wars has done it a lot. Like this is a map of the galaxy, and you know, like I used to love it when um people mapped like the Jurassic Park island, and you know, this is where things are because you could then build it on certain video games. So I'm gonna Google that right now. I want to see it. I know. Uh, um, I know that I saw Linus's name on the 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 mirror but i'm thinking well he lived like in the barracks couldn't have jacob just gone and visited him if he wanted yeah. to see what linus was up to <laughs> he moved there when he was like seven he's right there oh, this he is hasn't cool. moved in 30 years a cartographer uh, has mapped the island so this is cool um 
But yeah, the mirror, it's just, it's weird. It's too weird, I think, even for Lost. Uh, and we see Jack's house and, and they wanted him to turn it to like 180 or something or 108. Mm. But then Jack gets it to move to him. So I'm wondering, was there anything important on 108 that they were supposed to see? Or was that just Jacob knew that Jack was going to freak out? Um I would assume he's just, he knows because he doesn't seem to act too surprised when Jack does this. You go. I interrupted. Well, this is where I'm just like, I I don't like it in TV shows when characters act so irrationally. Like they did it quite a lot with Locke in season three. But why would Jack smash the, you've just learned this crazy sort of, it's a big TV trope where someone kind of messes shit up because they're, angry or just because but most rational people would sit down and say okay that is mental uh, yeah this is a mirror that's looking at the world uh, maybe it's just webcam um yeah. <laughs> but yeah so the smashing the mirror it's like it's it, it's such a bad tv trope i think uh why like why would he do that's not the logical thing to do and and I don't get why Jack is angry about this because he came here thinking, oh, I've got a purpose. John Locke is right. Then the bomb failed and he's thinking, oh, I've lost the faith. But then this is the proof that, no, you are special, that you are here for a reason, that he has been watching you. I don't know what Jack's angry about. Why is he upset about this? This is what Jack wanted. So it doesn't really make sense that he's freaking out so much. It's that time of the month. He, um, yeah, I, I don't know either. Cause like it, it, is he just angry cause he can't speak to Jacob or, you know, he's freak. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Cause then like you get this whole line when Jacob's like, sometimes people just need to be talked to in the cab and sometimes you got to sit on a rock and stare at the ocean for a while. Like, I mean, has Jack ever been the type of guy to sit on a rock and stare at the ocean for a while? Like that, I don't really think that's Jack, but he is a guy to smash mirrors. True. I'm looking at this map. And sorry, I'm fascinated by this. Um, how the fuck did they never see this lighthouse? Like it is literally on the map near the looking glass, uh, basically right next to Russo's camp. Um, it is pretty in the vicinity where you can see it. And also according to this map, the lighthouse is literally on the other side of the island compared to the temple. Like the lighthouse is so close to their beach camp and where they crashed to... Um, the, the cockpit uh, yet like here they are literally on the other side of the island where the temple is like Jesus Christ. They did a lot of walking apparently. Yeah. Like as the seasons go on, the island seems to shrink because people get to places very fast. Um, yeah. But Ooh, yeah. Then we get e- emo Jack sitting on the rock, uh, but <laughs> Jack's losing the faith. But by the end of this episode, we can see that uh, maybe the faith is coming back and that maybe he's, thinking there is a reason. And then Hurley's speaking to Jacob, uh, let Jack sit there for a bit. Uh, and then, uh, well, we need to get back to the the temple. And then kind of uh, Dick Jacob, he's like, don't go there because bad people are coming and it's dangerous. Does he not care about Kate or Saeed or like yeah. Miles? He's like, no, as long as Hurley and Jack are safe, they're my favourite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So now we learn, oh, duh, 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 people are on their way to 
bad people are coming to the temple. Do we care? Uh, Don't we already know end. this, though? Like, isn't that the... We've already heard that with the whole fact of, like, no, keep the doors out to keep him from coming in. Like, we've heard this already this season. So why is this a, a shocking development? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it's... Like, you need to have something here where it's kind of like, oh, that's that's new information. Like, it's not new information. The man's have been like, oh, Widmore wants to come to the island. Oh, plot twist. Ah! Um, where's Ben? I miss Ben. How long has it been since I've seen Ben? Yeah, been a while. Uh, well, last week he was in the sideways. But... Uh, okay, let's get some trivia. So Margot pouring her glass of wine mirrors Anthony Cooper pouring his glass of wine. Mm. Ooh. Is that is that trivia? Uh, the sign for David's recitals reads, Welcome all candidates. Um that's kind of interesting. The discovery of Shannon's inhaler is likely meant to serve as a payoff to the Comic-Con 2009 Q&A session with Jorge Garcia approached the microphone, asked what happened to Shannon's inhaler, presuming Sawyer didn't take it, to which Damon and Carlton replied, that is not important enough to answer. <laughs> uh, David's phone number is the area code for Ann Arbor, Michigan, where Daniel Faraday works. That's kind of interesting. Have we uh, got over this so many times with Ann Arbor? Like, is this why is this always every single week? <laughs> Damon Lindelof's mother, Susan Klausner, appears in a non-speaking yeah. role as one we of the judges. We mentioned that last week. We mentioned that last uh, week. Yep. She did a great job. Um, I mean, I believe that she was a judge. This episode continues the season six pattern of copying season one centric character episodes. Kate, Jack, Kate Locke, Jack. Oh, yeah, I didn't notice that. I've never known. Uh, hey, th- hey, this is Brian is another message on David's voicemail from a friend called Brian about having a sleepover. <laughs> what? Oh, that was a change in the script. Uh, Claire's peanut butter in the description of Claire's hovel. Oh, I thought it was Claire's hut, not hovel. They <laughs> mentioned hovel. that an empty peanut. They mentioned that the empty peanut butter jar from Charlie is on one of the shelves. Oh, they should have shown that. Yeah. Why did they show the inhaler and not the peanut butter? She's the only squirrel baby that likes peanut. Butter. <laughs> she sucks on that skull at night. Mm, peanut butter. And this is actually the first appearance of the skeleton since they first showed up. Um, hmm. And Hiryu Kusanada is the first guest star to be in both the main island and the flash side. Uh, so questions and answers. Did we end up ever having the inhaler or was that not actually no, important? I, I went and had a look back to see if we did, but we didn't. Um, I thought we I mean, did. It's not really a question that we ever thought would get an answer. We've got where are Adam, who are Adam and Eve, uh, but no, we don't have um, their... Uh, uh, questions. I had one. What is it's, the lighthouse? No, who's coming? Well, no, we've got what is the lighthouse. It's the mirrors, but uh, who's the coming? episode was called Lighthouse. No, who is David's mother? Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Um, I think we already is... have a question about someone coming, don't we? Or not? Um, who is David's mother? Um, do we? What is a temple? Why is zombie side a thing? Is lasagna worse than pasta bake? <laughs> no, actually, um, this is the first we've heard that someone's on their way to the island. I think. So, no, yeah, it is because no one's no. There's I don't have anything written down. So who is coming, coming to the island? 
who is coming to the island? Uh, I don't think we had any answers, did we? Uh, no. Who stole Noah's, Noah's stapler and scissors? Anything? No? <laughs> no, but I've got my eye on Claire after this. <laughs> Still a sore point? Um, yeah, how did Rock yeah. come back to life on the island? No. Why won't my parakeet eat my diarrhea? Um, no. Yeah, no, no, no. So Okay, so let's move into our <sighs> rankings. Uh, I feel like I know what you're going to do, but what do you think about this? Can I say... Hollywood Reporter has this at number 62. Like, basically what? the halfway point or bit, you know, like, really? Like, episodes they have below this, um, the other 48 days what? is directly below this. <laughs> I'm not even going to read any more of that. You're dead to me, Hollywood Reporter. Cap off it. Um... I have not binned an episode since The Little Prince. It's been a while since I've been. That is episode. a long while. That is a very long while. Uh, that was episode four of last season. Uh, we're up to episode five of this season. And I'm going to bin it. This will be my first <laughs> bin since The Little Prince. Um, it's just... And the, like I'll, I'll say my rating. I have this as the highest bin. But the only reason I have it as the highest bin is I just think this is a forgettable episode in which... It's boring, and, like, I will literally look at this list in a year's time and go, what was Lighthouse? Whereas I can look at these other ones for the most part and go, okay, I remember why I don't like Stranger in a Strange Land. I remember why I don't like Dave. I remember why I don't like Expose. Like, I can remember those episodes of why I don't like them. This is just forgettable Lost. Uh, it's maybe the most boring episode of the show that I've seen at this point. So it's I've got it at 99 out of 109 right now. But, um, yeah, it's a bin. I, I, I'm my first bin in a while. So yeah, I'm assuming you're going to do the same. What's below and above it? Uh, what is below and above it? That is a fantastic question. Uh, below it is the little prince. Uh, <laughs> and above it is par avion, which is the lowest rent. That's clear. No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and is maternity leave also a clear episode? Yep. That's number 97. So I've got <laughs> Poor Claire. My baby. And raised by another at 95. That's all of them. Wow. All in a a row, basically. Claire episode. Oh, the Uh, moth. Remember the moth? I'm going to bin this one, um, which did I? I think I bin what Kate does too. You bin what Kate does and rented the substitute, so you've gone bin, rent, bin. Yeah. This could be your last bin for the season uh or the series then as well for the series it might not be my last one because season six does get better as it goes but i'm not i'm not putting i'm not putting that statement out i might be in some other one i look Um, i I don't remember enough of this season to be able to strictly say it will or won't be uh i mean you know i'm definitely going to buy um across the sea which everyone hates (laughs) um and i I honestly i don't know your opinion on across the sea so i i don't know um, but outside of that, yeah, I just, I'm just not knowledgeable enough on some of these. Like I look at the synopsis and go, okay, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. Um, but I don't like, I, as I said before, I thought I liked the lighthouse. I thought like, oh, that's cool. I remember that mystery around it. Like it's kind of cool. But then I watched this and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's not that great. So, yeah. So I, I think outside of uh, stranger in a strange land, it might be the only bin Jack one. 
Oh no, I'm pretty sure I binned something nice back home. I think. Uh, yeah. Possibly. Uh what season and episode number is that one? Do you remember? Season four. Episode ten, nine. Uh you, I think you, maybe even you been that to that one. That's Jack's appendix. Something nice back home. Something nice. Yeah, we both been that one. Yeah, we did. Well, so um, I've been three Jack ones actually. Yeah. So that was my before the little prince. That was my last bin before the little prince. So and yours as well, you, actually. You been the hunting party maybe because I remember that was controversial. What season was that? Season two, episode. 13, 12? Uh, episode 11, I did, yeah, no, and that's, that's I think, yeah, is that, that the only time I've ever been, the only time I've ever been two in a row it is, so I went the hunting party bin, you bought that, and yeah, I binned Firewater as, as, as you did. You that? So. that was Latimer, Mr. Friendly, you binned that episode? Fire plus water? No, the hunting party. Yeah, I mean, look, it's when did we do that, Noah? Like 2018? I couldn't fucking remember my thoughts back then. (laughs) Sure, there was a Uh, reason why I did. (laughs) uh, Next is Sundown, which weirdly enough is not a a sun episode. (laughs) Normally when they have lockdown or whatever, it's a lock episode or whatever, or House of the Rising Sun, but (laughs) it's a Naveen Andrews episode coming. uh, Saeed down. Yeah, so... Uh, I will say I'll be, I'm happy because it's the last episode of the Temple Arc, uh, so I'll be happy once that's done. Uh, this is not a great episode, but the one thing I will say, that the ending, like the last five to ten minutes, pretty solid for this episode, but not a big fan of Nadia being with Saeed's cousin or whatever and zombie Saeed, so I think we're in for another slog. I just got to say, again, I haven't watched it yet, so, again, the knowledge. But I just want to read the synopsis according to IMDb because the last um, section I do not remember at all. Claire arrives at the temple and warns the inhabitants that the being inhabiting Locke wants to talk, but Dogen sends Saeed to kill him instead, okay? Followed by, in Los Angeles, Saeed saves his brother, who is in trouble with a loan shark. I do not remember Saeed's brother being in trouble with a loan shark. Oh, <laughs> that loan shark is uh, Kimi, so I'm excited to see Kimi oh. back. Okay. Maybe I do remember. No, no, I don't think I do. Kimi. Yeah, bring back Kimi. We need Kimi in a fedora. I could see it. Yeah. Yep. Grant Bowler in a fedora. Oh, Grant Bowler in a bowler hat. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, that's Lighthouse. Uh, I'm sorry if we were too negative, but it's not a good one. Um, I'm not. uh, Yeah, it's been a while since we've agreed so much in the negative side of things, probably since The Little Prince. Um... But it goes to show how I feel about you that I thought you were going to buy this when I watched it yesterday. You're the first person to um, say that to me. <laughs> but it's still fun to talk about. And we're nearing the end, very close. We're nearing the end of the temple. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to say tune in next week and hold out for Last Light and all that jazz. And my name is Nora, and you really should know that by now. And my name is Ben, and you're still my friend, aren't you, Noah?
Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. Wow! For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. <laughs>